Melomaniacs. We're very excited today to have a special guest, Jen Norman, and we're going to be featuring one of her songs before we start talking about the song of the day. So what you're going to hear next is a clip from her song, Moon Baby. Stay tuned to hear more about that song and the song I've chosen for today. As we sat and talked amongst our friends, this is where our story first began. The moon rises once again. And little did I know that night, how my life would change in the blink of an eye if I just let you in. It took a while for me to admit I was wrong when I thought I was Julie. Hi, Christine. How are you? Oh my gosh. I'm so good. Yay! I am so, so good because we have a special guest today. Special guest. Round of applause, but not loud because Christine doesn't want to edit it. (laughs) Truth. Special guest. Would you introduce yourself, please? Well, hi. Um, Yeah, I will do that. My name is Jen Norman. I am a singer songwriter from St. Louis, Missouri. I've got a new song out and I'm going to talk about it a little bit today. Yay! <laughs> songwriter in the house, representing the STL. Yes, what? thank you for having me on. Sure, we are so excited. So we are going to talk about Jen Norman's song. And then we are also going to talk about a song that I've chosen like we do normally. So there's some elements of surprise. Because doesn't know Jen's song Mm-mm. and Julie oh she, she does know my song we had to break the rules a little bit you do know what song I'm doing right I don't think I know your song Mm-mm. okay great Yay. all right <laughs> so we also do a little thing called today years old and I have a today years old for both of you okay ready mm-hmm. I was curious where did the name come from podcast oh okay why do we call it that? Are you asking? Cause I can, can, I can give a guess. Oh, oh yeah. No, no. That would be awesome. Let's hear if you have a guess. Here. I always thought it was because like, you know, broadcast. So you were broadcasting across many platforms. So broadcast like radio broadcast and pod started out as an Apple thing. I don't really know where they got it from, but iPod AirPods. That is exactly right. <laughs> is that <Yeah>. right? <laughs> Jen, can you believe it? Did you know that? I did not know that. That, That's pretty awesome. I'm going to take it another step. I challenge you, ladies. Did you know that when you merge two words together, like podcasts, you're taking um, broadcast and iPod. Did you know that that is called a portmanteau? A portmanteau. It's French. A portmanteau. I, I, I think I said it with an Italian accent. I did not know that. Neither. Mm-mm. A portmanteau is either a large trunk or suitcase, which doesn't apply here. That's dumb. Or yeah. a word blending the sounds and combining the means of two others. For example, 
motel, combining motor and hotel, or brunch, combining breakfast and lunch. Portmanteau. Hmm. Or spoon, combining, no, not spoon, spork. Spork. <laughs> combining spoon and fork. You guys knew what I meant. That's, That's a, a good, good one. one. Yeah. Good That's example. Really, yes. Thank you for that. Okay, oh, no, no problem. Thanks for not laughing at me for totally messing it up at first. I was like, what is she going to say are the two words that make spoon? <laughs> Okay, so we want to now change course here. And Jen, you gave us a short introduction, but can you give us a little more background into your musical career? Um, Sure. So I've been playing music for a little over 20 years now. Every time I say that, it makes me feel really old. But I started out playing music in St. Louis. Um, I just kind of started out doing singing to backing tracks and things like that. And I started playing gigs out. And then in 2006, I feel like I kind of got a little bit more serious about my music and I started writing. So um, from 2006 until the present, I've been doing a lot of songwriting and recording and lots of gigs. I've spent many years doing nothing but playing music for a living. So I, I play around all around St. Louis, of course. And uh, two years ago, I actually set out on my first real concert tour, um, which actually got interrupted by COVID. Um, so that kind of sucked. But um, all in all, we still got part of the tour in and it was still a lot of fun. But so, yeah, I just been um, recording. I've got a couple full length original CDs out. Uh, Back in 2011, I put out a CD called Learning As I Go. And then in 2016, I put out uh, Speak Through Me. And then since then, I've put out a few singles um, here and there. So I'm I'm in the process of working on another full-length CD, which I hope will be out probably toward the end of 2022. So that's that's kind of me. That's fantastic. Will you be coming around the Columbia area this summer to perform like you have in the past? Um, yeah, I'm most likely, yes. Uh, that is the goal. I haven't really scheduled anything uh, for there as of yet. With We kind of took a break from music with COVID and everything, uh, but I am going to be starting to play out live again in April. So yeah, I, I probably will. I, I At this point, I couldn't really give you an idea of where I'm going to be. Um, but I've got a couple places that I will probably touch base with and see if I can get something scheduled there. Fantastic. Yeah, I, I would love to see all the uh, Columbia friends. Yes. Well, I also understand that you just released a new single. Yes, did. It's an incredibly special song. So what I think I'd like to do, I know the song and I've had the great pleasure of seeing you perform this song at least twice. It's so beautiful. Julie has heard just a little clip. So in line with what we usually do in this podcast, what we're going to do is ask you to read some lyrics, and then we are going to see if Julie can kind of figure out what did you mean by that? (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to pull some lyrics from a few different sections of the song um, that kind of mesh up together. So you want me to go ahead and read them? Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Hear it. As we sat and talked amongst our friends, this is where our story first began. The moon rises once again. And little did I know that night 
how my life would change in the blink of an eye if I just let you in. It took a while for me to admit I was wrong when I thought I was right all along. I knew nothing then. That burr oak tree had magic hidden inside. That old crow moon made such a difference in our lives. The good Lord had plans for us in sight. All we had to do was walk into the light. Oh, wow. I got goosebumps, girl. I do too. I legit have goosebumps. <laughs> I am goosebumped. I do too. I mean, your goosebumps, my goosebumps are because there's a mystery. I don't know what it's about. Your goosebumps are like, you have context behind it. What's the name of the song again? The name of the song is Moon Baby. Moon Baby. Okay. So, wow. I love that there's like some detail, like under the birch tree. I feel like you mentioned a tree and like the, a location. The burr oak tree. The burr oak tree. Like, yeah. I love it when songs do that because I'm there. Like, I literally, like, I kind of went went to, like, you know, that scene in My Girl where they're sitting on that tree and by the pond. Yeah. I love it when you can put yourself in a in a scene like that because the the singer-songwriter just, like, paints it for you. But I'm I'm envisioning it being about a relationship that has always been really strong and there's something coming into the relationship that's, maybe going to strengthen it or something. Yeah. Like it's a relationship, whether it be friendship, siblings or something, or like a romantic relationship that has been going on maybe a long time and um, something on the horizon is going to disrupt it. Like they're either going to break up or they're going to get married or they're going to like move away or something. I feel like something is really potently going to change the course of their relationship. That's my take of what I read, what you just read. Okay. okay. Was that wow. Was what do you think of that, Jen? What do you think of her brief analysis? Well, it's, uh, I mean, I, I can see where she's coming from. It, you know, I think it could be um, it in just hearing that portion of the lyrics. I think it, it could be a lot of different things. It sort of, it, she's sort of right when she says uh, something is going to come into the relationship that that is true. It was a very good thing. So definitely no breaking up or anything like that. Do you want me to talk about it more? Yes. How about this? I think I just, re- I think I just figured it out. Ooh, the name is, the name of the, the song is called Moon Baby. You're Luna's, your, ba- your baby's name is Luna. This is the baby. This is a dedication <laughs> to your baby. Yes. You're Luna's mom. Yes. I am Luna's mommy. Yes. <laughs> is that right? Is that, is that right? Is that what this is? It's like a, a, a nod to your daughter, your, to your, the coming of your daughter. Yeah. It's, um, it's sort of, it, it is about my daughter. It's also a song about my wife, about how we basically our story from the first night we met until the, till the present. Oh. It, it was something that happened truly unexpected for both of us. And it was exactly what I had been hoping and praying for and desiring for a long, long time. So, um, so yes, the song, the song starts out talking about my, uh, my now wife, which we got married since I, since I started writing the song. And then it goes into uh, the birth of our daughter now having our daughter. So yeah, it's, that's in a nutshell that it's it's our love story I love it so it's the the coming into the light is the the birth of Luna yes yes and and Mm -hmm. and just accepting that that I finally met the person that 
I was truly meant to spend the rest spend the rest of my life with. The thing that I have in here, it took a while for me to admit I was wrong. Sometimes you go for years and years and years thinking you found the person you're supposed to be with. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden something happens, in, in my case anyway, that just truly showed me how wrong I really was. Oh, I know that. So yeah, so mm-hmm. um, accepting this new relationship, it was just truly the opening for the re- the rest of my life that I, you know, how I wanted my life to be so badly. So, oh yeah. my gosh, that's amazing. How did you two meet? Well, oddly enough, I was, um, I was playing music at, at a, just a local little bar and grill. And my wife was in town with a friend, um, helping a friend out with some stuff. And they decided to, to go out that night and it, it was close by in the neighborhood. And my friend, whose name is, is Karen, she's like, well, we could do this or we could do this or we could go hear Jen Norman play. And uh, CJ, which is my wife, she's like, oh yeah, let's do that. And so they came in that night and I had never you know, met her or heard of her or anything. And um, it was just, you know, from, the, from they came in and then a little bit later I took my, took my break and we just sat and talked and had just this conversation just opened everything up. And it was just, uh, it was, that was the start of, of what became our, our relationship and our love story. So cool. So music is kind of, so you guys met through your music, so to speak. Yeah. She yes. came to you, you know, yes, that's so cool. I so I want that. to add, I just want to add briefly that. So I knew CJ before she met Jen and around these parts, we have the Katy Trail. And so that's a trail that a lot of people bike and walk. Julie, you know, I've talked about biking the Katy Trail. And I had biked the Katy Trail with CJ a couple of times, actually, because we have a big bike riding festival here. And I always knew that CJ had a special place in her heart for the burr oak tree. So there's a tree here in Boone County that's right off the Katy Trail. That's definitely the biggest tree in Boone County. It may Oh, I don't know. Jen, do you know, does, do people claim that the bur oak tree is the biggest oak tree in the state? Even it might be, it may be, I'm not exactly sure. I I know that it's like over 400 years old. I do know that, but if it's not the biggest, it's very close. I mean, it's, it's a very well-known tree. I mean, I I didn't know about it until I met CJ, but it's like, wow, you know, it's just, it's amazing. And it kind of stands off by itself right on the road. It's not surrounded by other trees. It's kind of on some farmland. And in the Columbia area, people, you know, you could walk into a doctor's office and they'll have a picture of the Baroque tree on their wall. Or Mm -hmm. we have a a medical center here that's called Big Tree Medical Group. And sponsor us, Big Tree. (laughs) Photograph of the Baroque tree. So it's like a very well-known thing around here. And we hold it very dear. Oh, we had, there's a, a brewery here that makes a beer yeah. called Burr Oak, right? Or the yeah, whole yeah, brewery yeah. is called Burr Oak, I think. Yeah, I think so. Or Big Oak, something. So we, the whole, we all really hold it to a high esteem, but I can remember CJ telling me about nights that she would go, she would go sit under that tree alone. Like it was her place to get like solitude or to meditate or whatever. So for you guys to have a moment there. Oh is my it- gosh. Yeah. And if, if I might add, yeah, she, um, not long before we met, she had 
one of those moments at the tree by herself. And I think she said it was like, it was late, like midnight or something. And it was a full moon and she went out and sat under the tree and made some wishes, said some prayers, put out some intentions to the earth. And, um, and then it was like, I don't know, maybe a week or two weeks later that we met. And it was, so that, that was a big, and that's, you know, that's in the song that the bur oak tree had magic hidden inside. Um, and it was the crow moon that night. So, and even later, you know, the moon has been a thing for us too. Trees and moons, even in, you know, trying to conceive our daughter, we, we had some moments where we made wishes on, upon the moon, full moon. So yeah, it's, it's the, the tree is just amazing. You, you have to go see it. And I, I was not, I was not, didn't, I didn't know what to expect, honestly. And when I saw it for the first time, it's just, it's mind blowing. And I've never been there under the full moon. And I know that has to be amazing. So you guys are going to have to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like Luna's birthday or something. Yes. This is a podcast where we talk about songs and we talk about the lyrics of songs like we just did. And we talk about what those lyrics might mean and what they mean to us and what they might mean to other people and what they really mean. It's my turn to have a song and I have a song. And before I say what that song is, I want to ask you, Jen, am I correct that you either started or at some point in your career, you were making country music? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. I started singing when I was like 19 or 20, but I did, before I started writing, I did make, uh, I did record a CD in Nashville with uh, a gentleman called uh, named Robert Metzger he produced a lot of big country artists so yeah I did I did a lot of country music I for that particular CD I just chose songs that that were written by Nashville writers Um, those I didn't write myself but yeah I that's where I started I was in the beginning I was very very country and and it still kind of sneaks out every now and then Mm -hmm. Um, I've kind of gone a different way I consider myself to be like indie rock now uh, singer songwriter Americana I a little bit of everything but I do a lot of acoustic stuff when I play live so some of that country music still comes out in me that's for sure well we are going to do a country song today and I would venture to guess that Julie and I of the three of us we have negative like not zero knowledge of country music negative <laughs> 100 knowledge of country music but I wanted to do an iconic country song to kind of give Ooh. a shout out to our country listeners out there. So today Yay. we are going to talk about Friends in Low Places by Garth Brooks. Yay. Oh, yeah. It's right. a classic. That mm-hmm. is a good one. Okay. And these are the words. Blame it all on my roots. I showed up in boots and ruined your black tie affair. The last one to know, the last one to show, I was the last one you thought you'd see there. And I saw the surprise and the fear in your eyes when I took his glass of champagne. And I toasted you, said, honey, we may be through, but you'll never hear me complain. Cause I've got friends in low places where the whiskey drowns and the beer chases my blues away and I'll be okay. I'm not big on social graces. I think I'll slip on down to the oasis. I've got friends in low places. Everything's all right. I should say goodnight. I'll show myself to the door. Hey, I didn't mean to cause a scene. Just give me an hour and then we'll 
I'm sorry. And then, well, I'll be as high as that ivory tower that you're living in. Because I've got friends in low places where the whiskey drowns and the beer chases my blues away. And I'm not big on social graces. I'll skip on down to the oasis. I've got friends in low places. I've got friends in low places where the whiskey drowns and the beer chases my blues away. And I'll be okay. Hmm. Oh man, that brings back so many memories. <laughs> when was choice. this song released? It is a good choice. This song was released in 1990. Okay, yeah. It's so, funny because we we never listened to country growing up. We weren't country. We didn't have it in the household. None of our friends really listened to country. So when you say we have negative like country experience, that's accurate. But for some odd reason, this when this song came out, it was played all the time. Me and Tom, our youngest brother, I'm sure John, all of us would like sing and dance to this song all the time. I feel like it was played at every single wedding I ever went to from 1990 to like last year. <laughs> yeah. It was like a wedding to sing along is it a slow i mean when you dance how would you dance to it i think it would be kind of like a i don't know can't how do you dance to it it's not really slow but it's not really like fast when you when it comes on at at, at a wedding do you get up and like go oh this is my song you get up and go dance you just like sing along to it it's like the kind you sway with your beer (laughs) yes lots of swaying with the beer i bet you can probably two-step to it as well i i don't know from experience but it's you know (laughs) I think you probably could. <laughs> and I'm going to, I'm going to go so far as to think that that's a um, two-step is a type of country line dance, right? Yeah. Yeah. It can be <laughs> faster or slower. You know, it's, it's really simple. Okay. Okay. See, that's the negative 2000 understanding we have of country, right? <laughs> now it's negative 1999. Cause I just got an extra point for learning something new. Go. <laughs> so what do y'all think before I take kind of a deep dive? What do you think overall these lyrics mean? Or is there a particular lyric that jumps out at you? Is Garth Brooks like dependent upon alcohol? Cause the whiskey drowns his, his blues away. Maybe that's where I go. You think there's some uh, alcohol issues going on here. Issues yes. with alcohol. Yeah. I think so. That's, well, that's yeah. a negative take on it, Julie. <laughs> I, thought we, I thought I finally picked a happy song. If it's not an angsty, miserable, mental illness <laughs> song from the 1990s, Julie doesn't know it. I don't know it. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want to know the lyrics. I don't care. That's not true. I think it's a party song just in general. Not necessarily like issues with alcohol, but, so, you know, a lot of partying goes along with country music, you know, and in my experience. So I think it's just a good all around fun party song. So like, yeah. Okay. So instead of getting, having an alcohol dependency, he has an alcohol um, release. That's his way of like partying it out when you're, when you're, yeah. yeah. Okay. Party it. Okay. Well, let me tell you a little bit about it. You know what, before I started doing this podcast, I didn't think much about who performed a song versus who wrote a song. I think I was very ignorant on how much music was out there where the artist did not write it. I don't know. It's some sort of naivete. Like if I, if I hear a song, then it's all about that person. Well, this is another song and we've covered a few like this. It was not written by Garth Brooks. Oh, it wasn't. It was not. Okay. Okay. So there is a songwriter by the name of Earl Bud Lee. 
and another one named Dwayne Blackwell. Have you heard of either of them, Jen? I have actually. They've they've done a lot of lot of songwriting and country music. Okay. Hmm. See, we've got we got this is the right song for Jen yeah. Norman. <laughs> <laughs> So Earl Budley and Duane Blackwell wrote this song in 1989. According to Earl Budley, the idea of the song was born when he and some other songwriting friends gathered one day for lunch at a tavern in Nashville called Tavern on the Row, which I guess was very popular. When the check came, Lee realized that he had forgotten his wallet. He then asked how he was going to pay and... Lee replied, don't worry. I have friends in low places. I know the cook. Which no, wait, wait. So does he think that the cook is in a low place? Does he look down on cooks? Exactly. So I, was guys of the, uh, I was just, that's exactly where I was going. I was about to say, we are not throwing shade to cooks. I don't like that Earl Budley threw shade to the cook. I think it means, have you ever, have you ever been out eating with someone that's really old, like a grandpa? It's like a grandpa or a dad thing. And the dad, the old grandpa will say, well, I don't know if I have enough money for this meal. You might have to go back and wash the dishes. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's kind of like that, like similar Um, to that kind of joke. I'm, I'm trying to give him some leeway here. Okay. Okay. So anyway, he says, I have friends in low places. I know the cook. And they just thought that was so funny. And Dwayne Blackwell said, you know, we need to make a note of friends in low places. So they wrote it down on a napkin. During this time, Garth Brooks was a shoe salesman in Nashville. And he was doing demos. So Jen, you probably know more about this than I do also. Garth was doing demos of some of the songs written by Earl Budley and Dwayne Blackwell. So help us out here. What, what would it mean if you were like an up and coming artist but you were just doing demos. Oh, well, I think if being an up and coming artist, I think you're just kind of trying to get your foot in the door with people, you know, in in the business. And in Nashville, there's, you gotta like, you gotta work your way up. It's just, you know, you get in with whomever you can get in with and you try to work your way up to being one of the people that they give their song to. So I think, you know, just, just taking every opportunity he could take is it was probably what he was doing at the time well what's funny is that the tables really turned because he wanted to do a song by them and they were like eh, we just want you to do some demos for us like you're just selling shoes you're not you know yeah. you're not up there yet yeah <laughs> and so later blackwell and lee were at a party and there was a bunch of famous folks there, country folks there uh, in the business and they were talking to each other and they were like, you know what, this really needs to be a song. They had revisited this from the year before. It said, hey, remember how we talked about that friends in low places thing? So they contacted Garth Brooks to see if he wanted to record it. Well, Brooks said that he had just signed with Capitol Records and his first album was already scheduled. So they waited like a year. And in that year, Garth had an album out. So Garth Brooks said no to them which good for you, Garth. Yeah. So after his first album was so huge, Garth Brooks then went to Earl Budley and said, Hey, I'm going to do a second album. Look how famous I am. Can I do that? Friends in low places. And they were like, "Uh, hell yeah. That's how that all happened. You know, at first Garth Brooks was like, you're too late. I got, I got an album coming out. 
And then it was so big that he went to them and asked them to do the song. So. What do you mean it was so big? Like this, this song, he had heard the song or something? Oh, sorry. What I mean is Garth Brooks's first album was so big that he mm. then had the ability to, to, to take any song he wanted. I Before see. Okay. Was begging to do the song and they were like, you're not big enough. Yeah. Then he was like, look how big I am. I'm going to do your song. Got so it. There's, also, there's a little fun fact about this song where Garth added a final verse. So it ends with basically, you know, I'll be as high as that ivory tower that you're living in. It kind of ends in a, on a negative note. And he says something like, um, we, they think that the song is also about him making a person making a toast at an engagement party. And the person making the toast like is the ex of the person getting married. And he says, oh, you, we may be through, but you'll never hear me complain. Somebody was hanging out with Garth Brooks when, when this, they were talking about the song. And he said, I don't think I would handle things that way. So he performs it with another verse that says, I didn't mean to cause a big scene. Just wait till I finish this glass with sweet little lady. I'll be back to the bar and you can kiss my ass. <laughs> So that's not on the radio, but he performs that when he performs it live. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Did you knew that, Jess? Yeah, there there is a I have heard a recording, a live recording of that, but it yeah, you're correct. It is not played on the radio or on the uh CD or anything, the original recording. So it's like he improvises that verse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Okay. And it's it's a it's a crowd pleaser. I mean insane. It yeah. really is. His fans probably get all freaked out. Like, you can kiss my ass. Like, it's a really big moment. Yeah. yeah. It's like that funny thing that happens in Moni Moni that we can't say here because we're making this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard that episode. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> yeah. That was, our, that was our first episode. So, you know, that's. Yeah. Huh. I, I really wanted to focus today on the lovely and talented Jen Norman. So that is actually all I have on Garth Brooks and I've got friends in low places. Did you, yeah. let me just add, did you, uh, I found out something that I didn't know. It's not exactly a today years old, but it's a few days ago years old. Oh, go get um, it to I never knew. And my wife actually found this first by doing some research. The song was actually recorded and released before Garth Brooks by Mark Chestnut, which was another big country star at the time and oh, yeah it, I did not know that um the song sounded a lot different since then when Garth took the song over he had a studio guitarist that added that little guitar riff in the beginning that's so noticeable to everyone now so in oh, the original God. recording with Mark Chestnut you do do not hear that that little guitar riff so it made the song sound just like a completely different song. But I just thought that was interesting because I never knew that. And I was, yeah. I mean, I've always been a big Garth Brooks fan and I've known this song for years, but I never knew anyone recorded it before him. Of course, Mark Chestnut didn't make it a hit. It was Garth Brooks who made it a hit. But I, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. Huh. Thank you. I did not find that in my research. I found really? that they presented it to George Strait and he turned it down. Yeah, mm. I saw that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think he also released just recently, I think he released another recording of it that included some other country stars. Like I think Gar uh, I think George Strait may have been on it. Florida Georgia Line, uh, I think they did. Maybe Jason Aldean, 
um, some of the some of the bigger stars of today. I, I don't I'm not a real big country music follower of, of the newer country music, but yeah, so he did put another version of it out. Yeah, to me, it nothing tops the the original Garth Brooks. You know, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Look though, I'll have to look and find that yeah. new one and put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, that would be kind of cool to hear, like some fresh, you know, fresh voices singing a classic song. That's cool. Yeah. Speaking of show notes, Jen Norman. Yes. <laughs> I already have some things in the show notes on where to find you. But before okay. we wrap up here today, could you tell our mellow maniacs where one would go? Not just to listen to your music, but to buy your music or your merch. Where would one go? Okay. Um, well, you can start out. Uh, I've got several different places to find the music. Um, I have a website. It's jennormanmusic.com. So you can download music straight from the website. Um, or you can, if you prefer to stream the music um, and, you know, just listen over and over and not buy the song per se, um, you can do that pretty much anywhere you can find digital music. So like iTunes, Apple Music, uh, Spotify, Deezer, um, Amazon Music, pretty much anywhere you can find my music. So I will say this, um, I, I go by Jen Norman, but a long time ago, I used to go by my full name, which was Jennifer. So you may find some older music in under Jennifer Norman. Um, and then from a certain point on, everything is under Jen, uh, which is why I, what I go by now. Um, but yeah, so pretty much anywhere you can find music, uh, you can do a search on with my name and find um, all of the music that I've released and put out. Um, even the really, really super old stuff that I'm sort of embarrassed by. <laughs> <laughs> well, we want people to buy your music. Yeah. And have you got, do you have t-shirts? Do you have I merch? Do. I do have merch. Um, right now, my my older set of merch is on my Facebook page. So if you, uh, you can buy it directly from the Facebook page, which is under Jen Norman music. We are trying to get them up on the actual website. The, the website's still a little new for us. Um, but then we, we put out, we're doing some limited edition merch that goes along with the song moon baby. So, uh, in addition to being able to download and buy the song digitally, we did have some single cut CDs printed. So they're limited edition. We only have a certain number of them. Um, but if you want the actual CD to have a physical copy in your hand for a keepsake or whatever, um, they are, they will be autographed. Not that that's important, but- Oh, it could be. Of, it could it, be wildly oh, important. Yeah. <laughs> so they will be autographed and, and limited. Uh, and it's got, you know, some notes in there. and. and there's some extra artwork and stuff on there. Um, and then we made up some t-shirts, which is even more limited. Um, so it, for the people that want to get in on the t-shirts, um, should probably do it pretty quickly. We are in the process of making them now. So basically anyone can contact me on Facebook or Instagram or via the website, jennormanmusic.com. Uh, you can shoot me a message if you have any questions or if you want to reserve a t-shirt or a copy of the CD before they're gone, um, all that kind of stuff. Yay. Yeah. Yay. So we need to put a shout out. We, we want to continue to feature local artists. So Jen, if you know anybody, put the word out. 
Okay. Um, and Julie and I are going to continue to do that. I actually messaged a friend of mine today to see if he wanted to come on. I think this is a good um, way, kind of a nice little thing to add to our podcast. What do you think, Julie? Love it. Are you I a country love music, it. Are you a country music fan now? <laughs> no. Do you love Garth Brooks? You know, I do love Garth Brooks because he's fascinating to me. Ooh, I think that. he's fascinating because like growing up, we, like I said, we don't know much about country, but like, to me, it's fascinating because we were such country music haters, but we are obviously not the norm because he is like, people worship him. Yeah. And that's fascinating to me being someone that never really was in the country. I've never seen a country artist perform. I mean, I appreciate country, but I don't know much about it. I don't know any, I don't know any of like the legends, you know, I know you know, I'm like kind of like clueless about it. I'm making myself sound really stupid right now, but I promise he's fascinating to me because he's on a whole other realm that I've never navigated through, but I, I would like to, but I'm yeah. not a country music fan, but I would say that I'm country music intrigued. Yeah. Garth Brooks is very, he's a very interesting guy, really. And he's actually done music besides like he's, when he started out playing uh, when he was younger he was not doing country music. He was doing rock music. And oh, he sounded he sounded nothing like he the signature sound we all know as Garth Brooks now. So it's it's wow. really interesting. And this song, um that the song you chose, Christine, it within the first, I think, three, I think it was the first three years, it sold 10 million copies. And like to date, it's sold like 23 million. It, it is like it's wow. passed up it's the, the biggest sales of any song in the U.S. So it, it's passed up like Elvis and so many different big, big hits. Um, I think it's only second to like Beatles, which is beyond the U.S., obviously. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's yeah, he's a super interesting guy. That's so fascinating to me. Like, that's just because I think what it is, is like, I think, OK, all those people that are really into it. It's not just, I mean, you don't have to be a country music fan to like Garth, to like Garth Brooks. And I think yeah, that, yeah. you know, country music is a, is, a, is a straight and narrow niche. I think people that listen yeah, to country yeah. music, that's their thing. Mm -hmm. But he's so broad. People like yes. me, I love that song, but I'm not a big country music fan. So that's how, yeah. which I think yeah. is just awesome. Great that's song cool. choice, Christine. Yeah, well, good so job, Christine. I didn't, we didn't get as into it as usual because I wanted to talk more about Jen Norman. Than Ooh, this was a, this was like a focus on Jen Norman. We just threw a little Garth Brooks in on the side. He was this, he was the side dish. You're the main dish. Yeah, in well, fact, thank I you. That, that Garth Brooks is actually one of our friends in low places. 